two. What is going on? What is going on? It's your girl, Melba Pearson, Melba for Miami, Melba for Justice, also known as the Resident Legal Diva. And it's time for another Mondays with Melba. So, and hello, you see my guest is rocking and rolling and ready to go. Uh, is a longtime friend to the show, <laughs> longtime friend to me. And listen, this is a sister who has been rocking and rolling in our community. This is Women's History Month, so I've been very intentional about highlighting women that are really making a difference in our community, and Cortez is one of them. So everybody, please meet Cortez. Cortez, please introduce yourself to the Mondays with Melba viewership. <laughs> Good, magnificent Monday. I am so excited to be here. I am Cortez Maria Lewis James, the advocate for Noor. And I just want everybody to know that I have been stalking Melva <laughs> probably for 20 years. That's how long I've been in Miami-Dade County. And it was the stalk of love. She is. She is one of my silent mentors. I have many of them um, since I moved to Miami, and she is one of them. And I am just so excited to be here, um, not only to share, but I just want to love on her and what she's done in the community, literally across the entire state, and to have a platform such as this to bring those of us on here that are doing the work, boots on the ground, grassroots work um, in the awesome state of Florida. I don't care what the media says. We feel <laughs> awful. Um, and yes, I'm just excited to be here. So Melba, hats off to you. I salute you and thank you for having me. Thank you, sis. Thank you so much. So, okay. So first off, share a little bit about how you got to this point in terms of your advocacy. You've had a very interesting and unique journey that just really plays into a lot of the different issues you really advocate for. So can you share a little bit about that? Awesome. I sure will. I'm a native of St. Louis, Missouri. Um, so I will say my advocacy started at home. Um, I started to coach cheerleaders at 13 years old, right? Mm -hmm. So when I reflect and I think back, like, where did this thing really start? Where I was always looking out for somebody else. I was a cheerleading coach. I had a whole team, a whole squad. And um, we won national championships for eight years in a row. So, you know, that takes work, right? When you're dealing with young kids. But guess what, y'all? I was 13. <laughs> I was a kid myself. So we matriculated with each other um, throughout those eight years. And so that was an amazing start for me. Um, then I am an alum of the great University of Missouri, Columbia. So Mizzou, a lot of people know about Mizzou, M-I-Z-Z-O-U. Mm -hmm. I am Mizzou made. And so ran into a lot of challenges at Mizzou coming in in 1991 when the last lynching was in 1988. Um, less than 1% African-American. So that opened my eye to the need um, to understand my history as an African-American woman and why others like hated me, like at the end of the day, hated me. Um, when you're sitting in a lecture hall with 500, 600 students and you're one of five African-Americans, you're in a study hall, in a study group, in a lab, you're the only black person in there. And then, you know, just all the heat that you got but I can say this, it made me stronger, right? So mm -hmm. it pushed me into the next phase of my life. And so God saw fit that he needed me to see every place and space of advocacy that I would be working in. So I'm a returning citizen, right? Look at that, okay? So mm -hmm. I've been behind the bars, inside the walls, okay? Mm -hmm. I am also conquering 
cancer at this moment. 10 years of my anniversary uh, oh, last week. Oh, so, I love it. Yes. <laughs> so as a registered nurse, right? Mm -hmm. So just saying for those that think it's all loss because they are a convicted felon, that is not true. All right. So we can talk about that another day. Um, there's oh, always yeah. a comeback story. There's always a comeback story. And so to be experiencing the other side of healthcare after being a healthcare practitioner, right? And then domestic violence. So I've experienced that. And a lot of people don't understand that that doesn't always look like what you see, mm -hmm. right? There's the scars that are never shown. And that's the emotional piece. And so all these personal things in my life where I had to advocate for me, in my opinion, has made me the best advocate that there is. There mm -hmm. is an organization that I give props to that literally brought me out of hiding. And that is the Trayvon Martin Foundation. Yes. When that story hits and the foundation was laid, I was a part of laying that foundation. <clears throat> um, I was hot out of the hospital for a month and a half from my diagnosis to media and marketing <laughs> with the Trayvon Martin Foundation. And when I say Sabrina Fulton and Tracy just really opened the door for me to really get into a space of why I'm so passionate about the work that I do now. I am the voice for the voiceless, right? Mm -hmm. I give a voice to those that just don't have a voice. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I'm here. That's why I do this work. It is so necessary. And I know this is the purpose of my life here on earth. Thank oh, you. That's such, yeah, that's, I mean, it is beautiful when you see somebody who is truly living their purpose, because as much as the work can be heavy, you still find joy because you are walking in what you were intended to do on this earth. And that's just huge. So noting that you are in your car in a lovely, bright, sunny environment, but you are where? Tallahassee. And what just is got to Tallahassee. <laughs> okay. So I, I must say, I am very excited. Um, and y'all, this is my natural, right? Yes, this is. is not extra. This is not coffee. This is not caffeine. This is me. And so I am so excited um, to have just pulled up in Tallahassee, Florida for Dignity Day tomorrow. So we got a busload coming. We got a couple more vans pulling in. And we are going to riddle the Capitol tomorrow in black purple, gray, and white. And so what's Dignity Day? So happy you asked. So we are Dignity Power Inc. We are an organization, not-for-profit not in the state of Florida that live and breathe by protecting Black women at all costs. Mm -hmm. Okay? And we do that live and in living color every day. And so we are here to bring Ava's Law into existence. Now, for those that have not heard of Dignity Power, which I know you have, you could not have not heard of us. We are the only organization that has passed criminal justice legislation in the state of Florida in the past four years. Mm -hmm. We started with Dignity for Women and Girls, and that was just getting regular hygiene products into the jails, right? I'm from Missouri. I did my time in Missouri, so I didn't understand that. We had all those things in Missouri, but we understand that each state 
is ran by different leaderships and different things going to place in the state of Florida. These women were not receiving feminine hygiene. So that was the first law. Then the second was the Tammy Jackson Act. And that is no woman should be shackled while pregnant. And so, as you all know, historically, um, we have fallen to two cases after that law that we have lost babies and women have been shackled and left in solitary confinement, right? So we need to put some teeth in these laws, right? Mm -hmm. So here we are back again with Ava's law. And here's the real teeth. And unfortunately, the baby's name was Ava. And her mother was arrested on a probation violation and she was in labor at arrest. We'll talk about that one later too, because that's very important that we train our officers to know trauma situations in the moment that they're happening. And so when they picked her up at her house, she had just come from the ER. Wow. wow. In labor. Yes. So they took her in and she screamed and cried and hollered. She was in labor and they ignored and she delivered her baby and subsequently her child died. And this was alone on, on basically a jail floor. Exactly. No, support, no clean anything, no doctor coming, nothing. Like just basically yeah. left almost like an animal to just give birth. Exactly. Exactly. And this is what Ava's law has to stop. Every woman should have the right to have a child with dignity. That's just it, with dignity. Mm-hmm. Why do women have to scream, holler, plead, and beg for assistance when they're pregnant behind bars? So we just decided, let's just scratch it. Don't even have them behind bars and you won't even have to worry about it. You won't have liability. You won't have lawsuits. You won't have people picketing outside of your sheriff's offices, outside of your jails. We can just clear all of that by any woman arrested 72 hours after arrest, giving a pregnancy test within that 72 hours. And if found to be pregnant, the judge will release with necessary stipulations. And once baby is delivered, if mother has time to serve, she will then come back and serve her time. So that's a with law. So let's be clear. Number one, you know, this is not saying because you're pregnant, that's a quote unquote, get out of jail free card, right? It just means that during the time that you are at high risk, you're able to have your village, you're able to go to the doctor and be able to give birth and then give your child to whoever, right? You don't necessarily have to have your child taken by child services. You can give it to an aunt, an uncle, another family member, your partner. So that way you can go to jail knowing you've given birth your child is cared for and now you can address whatever penalties if appropriate for whatever your underlying charge is so this is exactly you know getting getting away with anything it's just exactly that's all it is this is literally deferment in its purest sense so when you hear people say ava's law it is not about a get out of jail free card That is not what this is about. This is about humanity. And we want children and their 
mothers to have an opportunity in spite of that situation that is not leaving. It does not just float away. We have to visit that again. But in that moment, allow dignity to happen with the mother giving birth and the baby. We already understand how our systems work. It is stressful being incarcerated. Yeah. I know. Been there, done that. I experienced coming in, seeing a woman nine months pregnant, being taken out in shackles and not seeing her for a couple days. And then she comes back in shackles, but there's no stomach and there's no baby. Just as traumatic as that was for her, that was traumatic for me. Because I'm like, where's the baby? Who has the baby? What happened to the baby? Where did she go? Is she okay? Did Like all the things. So we have to understand this is just, we're just asking for human kindness, human dignity, and human respect. And that is in the nutshell, Ava's Law. And I just want to thank um, the founders of Dignity Power and Fed Fam for Life. That is Trey Johns. Yes, I just want to shout them out for their tireless work and not just in Florida, right? Um, Dignity Power and Fifth Hand for Life or literally all over the country. Um, this work has happened all over the country and we're going to continue to do this work. And we just want y'all to sign on to just being human and being nice and being real and being honest about true situations, right? Stuff, things happen in people's life. I say life be lifing, right? <laughs> life be lifing. And we know when life be lifing, that doesn't stop people from having sex, right? That doesn't stop grown folks from getting pregnant and children. Mm -hmm. So we have to assist and help in that situation. And if we can separate the carceral system from reproductive health, we're doing a major big thing for the population globally. No child should ever be born behind bars. Yeah. Not one. Agreed. Agreed. And I mean, so, so many things to consider here because we know that the black maternal mortality rate is now three times, black women are three times more likely than their white female counterparts to die while giving birth. And we're supposedly this advanced country with, you know, great technology and great advances in science. This is unacceptable. You think about the part you mentioned earlier with regards to the liability because, you know, the, 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 the mother gives birth behind bars and, you know, things go sideways, the child passes away, you know, now there's liability, meaning there's lawsuits because, mm -hmm. of course, the jail mm -hmm. and the county should be rightfully sued for allowing this yes. to happen. And, yes. but who pays the bill? That's the taxpayers. Right? Exactly. It's the taxpayers' money that has to defend these lawsuits. It's the taxpayers' yeah. money in most circumstances that goes towards paying out any settlements. Exactly. So again, we have to think about this not only from what's right, but also from exactly. what makes sense fiscally. And it's a savings exactly. if you let people give birth with dignity. Exactly. Exactly. And that, like, whole nother topic about this uh, qualified immunity. <laughs> Oh, listen, yeah, that's a whole other show. We'll get there. Exactly. Your and so, 
And, and, and literally, when you're talking about fiscal responsibility, these are things that our leaders that have taken positions or been appointed in positions have to look at, right? The bottom line of the budget, taxpayers' money should be spent on things that are worthy and notable and moving a city or a county or a state forward. Every time there's a lawsuit and it has to deal with a correction officer, a police officer, the correctional system. That's my taxpayer's money. That's your taxpayer's money. This is not going against those individuals that were a part of the crimes that occur, right? So when those settlements are going out, please understand family, please understand people, that is your money. Mm-hmm. And so Ava's law alleviates that. Just let the women have their babies in dignity and then they'll come back and do whatever is necessary. Exactly. And I, and I think too, it's almost like you have to get away from this mindset that, you know, that somehow pregnant women are, are, are dangerous, right? And I'm not saying that women aren't capable of committing crimes and doing horrible things like men are. That's not the point. But when you've got this life in your stomach, right, you'll see some exceptions of women cutting up while pregnant. But that is not the norm. The norm is you feel miserable, you know, you're throwing up, you're uncomfortable, you're not trying to run anywhere, you're not running no marathons unless you're Serena. And that was, and that's because she's the greatest of all time, period, end of story. But she did do that grand slam while pregnant, but four months pregnant, not like seven months pregnant. So again, what is the purpose in shackling a pregnant woman? What is the purpose in denying her that humanity when she does not have the capability? of posing harm to you in 99% of the situations. You can't create legislation just for the 1%. You've got to look at what is the most likely scenario to happen. And that's what bills get framed around. Not, well, this could potentially happen. So let's deny dignity for the 99% of others because of the 1% that something may go wrong. Because there's never a crystal ball, you know? Exactly. And that's what the challenge is as we educate folk and we make them aware of the bigger picture, right? I speak from personal experience. Through my entire criminal history, I was never handcuffed. We'll talk about that later. (laughs) Read that one in the book. (laughs) It was not until I had to be transported to prison when I was handcuffed and shackled. Now, I'm not a small girl, okay? I've been a big girl all my life. Shout out to the curvy, beautiful. (laughs) I know how it felt for me, okay? Your hands, your wrist, your stomach, your feet, your ankles, all connected to one thing. I couldn't even imagine a pregnant person And I don't care if you're a little pregnant or a lot of pregnant. Mm -hmm. The fact that you know there's something inside of you. You move different. You operate different. Like you Mm -hmm. really do. Mm -hmm. And so we just don't need it. It's not necessary. Mm -hmm. It's just not. It's not necessary. And so that's why we're here. Tallahassee, get ready. Dignity Power is here and we're so excited um, to just share our knowledge to tell our stories, right? Um, that's a major thing 
when you're talking to your legislators, when you're giving them that 1.5, that two minute for them to understand that this is real and this is a space and place and where it's coming from. And that's what we're here for. And we are here to get Ava's law, law, right? We want this bill. So we're talking about House Bill 779 and Senate Bill 730. We want this to become law. We thank our leading legislators, Rep. Hart, Rep. Nixon, Senator Chevron, Chevron, and so we thank them for always just pushing forward. We thank Anna Escamani, like she supports us in everything we do. Like just everybody that gets behind dignity, um, our alignment coalition that we're in, just everybody that's like here for what's necessary, right? We just want people, dignity, humanity, life. That's it. And that's across the board. And mm -hmm. Ava's law is not just a criminal justice thing. This is reproductive justice. Exactly. And so as we're talking about this potential six-week ban, call your legislators. It's so important because just imagine if that becomes law, what is it going to look like for women incarcerated and pregnant? So we're not just fighting one battle here. Mm -hmm. Right. We're fighting two. And I know Dignity Power is going to stand 10 toes down. We know how to fight. Right. Mm -hmm. We black women. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've been doing this. To fight. Okay? <laughs> black women fight from the womb to the tomb. Mm -hmm. And so we are here. We support all the orgs that have done the work, that continue to do the work. Because it's hard work. This is labor. This is real deal happenings. Mm -hmm. Like this is not, this is our life. And so we are fighting for everyone. This is not just about black women, right? This is not just about dignity power. Um, we found a case, um, I think it's Okeechobee County. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I can't remember the young lady's name, but she's a white young lady who died in prison. Mm -hmm. And so we're doing some deep research to help find her family mm -hmm. uh, and to reach out to them because there was a baby and there was a mother. And so a lot of times you hear people say, you know, oh, it's just a black thing. No, 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 no. It's a people mm -hmm. who give birth thing. No. People who give birth. Exactly. If you're able to deliver a baby, we support, we fight, we stand in the gap. Mm -hmm. We say, no, it doesn't make sense, dignity and humanity. And so when I say, I am so excited to be in Tallahassee, to give most people just love, gratitude, um, mm -hmm. but we may have to give a little hell to those that, you know, don't like us or don't like what we stand for or what we do. Um, and that's okay too. Because one thing I can say, we're not going anywhere. Advocacy, advocacy is not going anywhere. Mm -hmm. um, and I plead with our younger generation, if you're 25 and under, let me tell you something. It is time to get involved. Yes. It is beyond time to get involved. We need you, right? I look young. I look, you know, and this just... Uh, take a car ride up to Tallahassee 
But baby, when I put on the face and all the things, I don't look like what I've been through. And I most definitely don't look like my age. <laughs> and so I need my 25 and younger to understand we need you. Movement spaces need you. We need your youth, number one. Your energy. We need your energy, number two. And we need your wisdom, right? Mm -hmm. You all are young, but you are wise. You all have experienced some stuff. And we need your strategies, right? Mm -hmm. The only games I used to play as a kid that was like strategic, Ruby Cube. I used to play Ruby Cube, right? <laughs> You can get all the sides, you was doing something, right? And so we know you all are tech savvy, you mm -hmm. all build things in your sleep, like mm -hmm. all the things. So know that even though the world puts a little bit more pressure on you than necessary, mm -hmm. you're needed, right? Mm -hmm. And so I know I'm seeking and I'm searching 25 and younger when I come tap you on your shoulder and say, hey, what you doing? Do, do you know your senator? Do you know your House of Representatives person that's standing? Do you know your local officials? Do you know, right? Mm -hmm. I'm coming to get you involved in the work that you will carry out after we have a seat, cross our feet with a glass of wine, like real talk. Okay. <laughs> but listen, we got to do the call to action now. So yes, yes. what should people do if they support Ava's Law? So if you support Ava's law, and we're going to give you the bill numbers again, it is House Bill 779, and it is Senate Bill 730. Call your elected official and let them know, I support Ava's law, and I need you to support Ava's law as well. So if you don't know how to get in contact with your elected officials, simple. You can go to floridasenate.gov or Florida House of Representatives.gov, put your address in and your elected officials will pop up. You will be able to click, click on their names or their pictures, it's hyperlinked. And their email pops right up and you email them the bill number, please support, I am a constituent. My name is, my address is, I voted for you or I didn't vote for you um, and I need you to vote yes on this bill. So that's how you move the bill. Any other questions or concerns about Ava's Law, you can email us at info at dignitypower.org. That is our overall email. If you wanna get directly in contact with me, it's Cortez at dignitypower.org. That is C-O-R-T-E-S. Yes, I said S, <laughs> not Z. <laughs> at dignitypower.org. And we'll most definitely get back with you. Um, once again, we are here live. It's happening in Tallahassee. We'll be here till Wednesday. Um, please, you can also go to our website, which is www.dignitypower.org. Uh, we will most definitely be live in a living color on our social media pages, everything is Dignity Power, Dignity Power, Dignity Power. Um, that's where you can find us. And even me, myself individually, is Cortez Maria Lewis. That's me on all social media platforms across them. Advocate, like if you put advocate there, I'm a pop up, you just put my name. And so I'm just excited. Um, as you all can see, like I'm really, really, really excited, y'all. Y'all don't understand how excited I am. Um, and I'm just, 
in a space and place where I know doors are opening mm -hmm. that I didn't even knock on. Oh. And so because of that, as an advocate, I know that's my purpose. That's what I need to do for other folk. So I believe everybody has a story and everybody's story needs to be heard. So if you have a story and you need to share and you have not talked about it because you don't think it's important and you don't think anybody's going to listen to you or believe you, please hit me up. Cortez at DignityPower.org and we will make sure to get your story out there. Melba, you already know how I feel about you. Oh, I thank you so much for just being who you are and doing the work that you do. I'm going to publicly say FIU has a gem, a real gem, and there's expectations that come when you have jewels like a Melba Pearson. Oh my gosh, okay. you're too much. So, thank you. FIU, y'all got a jewel. <laughs> Make sure you're doing what you need to do with the jewel that you have. Sis, thank you so much. And thank listen, you. I mean, stay strong because, you know, I know tomorrow is going to be a lot. It's going to be beautiful and sisterhood and everything else. But of course, you know, there are going to be people who are going to push back as well. That comes with the territory. So, you know, I'm sending you love, strength and support. I will amplify everything y'all are doing tomorrow and make sure to have that on the social media feeds. If you are listening to this on the podcast, the information will be in the body of the description of the podcast for all of you watching on any of the other platforms facebook youtube linkedin the contact information to be able to get a hold of cortez will be in the comments as well as the website and as well as the bill numbers so that you have no excuse not yeah. to call your legislators and let them know to support ava's law we have a ton of horrible bills and i just often i hate coming back and it's always like bad, 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 but here's something good we can support. Here's something we can get behind and see it pass this year so that no other mother, no child, you know, has to die as a result of something that's completely preventable. So Cortez, thank you for all you are doing. Thank you to Dignity Power for all that you're doing and all the allies that are fighting alongside with you. I see you, I salute you and thank you. And thank you for being a guest today and everyone, Thank you so much for tuning in. Next week, we've got Tanika Bennett, and we're going to dive deep in that question. So, yeah, y'all, it's going to be yeah, that That's going to be dope. <laughs> yeah, because there's a lot to talk about, a lot to talk about. So, Cortez, thank you again, and everyone, take good care. Bye for now. <laughs>